When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Moreno and Stevie Nicol. We start off with the sad news that Gianluca Vialli lost his battle against cancer at the age of 58. Of course, a man you can just see by the tributes that have been made. Much love, not only in Italy, but right across the world of football. And taking a look at his playing resume, of course, was up there. One of the best of his generation. We might remember him coaching at Chelsea, of course, won the FA Cup there in 97. But Juventus, part of that magnificent team that won the Champions League in 96 and some incredible tributes from Sampdoria of course he was part of the side that won the Scudetto in 1991. Well, for more on this, and these are the two gentlemen I thought of straight away when I saw the news today, Craig Burley and Frank LeBeuf, who of course both played uh, with Gianluca Vialli at Chelsea. And Craig, every time we've spoken about him, you've had nothing but love for him when we've talked about him in the past. Yeah, and uh, you know, you showed the graphic there of of uh, his success on the field, and and right and rightly so. There was lots, but you know, and a lot of the tributes today that I've heard as the day has gone on, and and, and from Gianfranco Zola, Stevie's former teammate Graham Souness, who played with him in Italy, and others. It's not the football they talked about of the success on the field, but but it was about the individual. And you know, when, when, when somebody signs for a club, when you have big stars coming in, as Chelsea started to evolve in the mid-90s, and the Hullets, the Hoddles, the Zolas, the Viales, the Di Matteos, and dare I say, Mr. LeBeuf and others came in, you kind of don't wonder what you're getting as a footballer, because you kind of know you're getting a superstar but you wonder what you're getting off the field. You know, what kind of baggage do they carry? Are they arrogant? Will they fit in the dressing room? And all those guys I mentioned, in particular Gianluca Vialli, were unbelievable, Dan. I mean, what a character. What a great sense of humour. What a, you know, the, the way that Luca treated everybody at the club at the time. No matter the status, star player, star coach, working in the canteen, it, it was all the same to him. And I think that's why we've seen today so many tributes about Gianluca Viala the person rather than just Gianluca Viala the footballer because the actual person was, as I said earlier today on, on social media, just a privilege to see that smile every morning and... and, and Frank will tell you, morning chaps, that was his catchphrase. It was Once he figured out English, which took a bit of time, as you know, it was morning chaps, how are the chaps? Everything was chaps. And, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, to be able to share the dressing room with him was just a pleasure. Uh, Frank, I imagine you have similar sentiments. Yes, uh, I have. Uh, I mean, um, 
I have Gianluca in my in my head since this morning, since I've been I've been told you know the tragedy and uh, and uh, I want to cry at the same time. I want to I want to laugh because what I remember about uh, about Gianluca is uh, the funny guy that he was, and that just Greg mentioned, and the guy puts a, a positive attitude to uh, into the dressing room, and there was the perfect person you know to uh, to play with on top of it. He was a of course a fantastic professional player, but uh, he was a it was a real, it was a real skipper. And uh, if I sign for Chelsea, it's because the, Mr. Kenbase told me that uh, Gianluca Vialli was uh, about to sign as well. So when you want, you have a chance to play with a, somebody like that. Uh, I mean, you you you, you can't refuse it. Um, he, he, he really fell in love with Chelsea. The fans fell in love with him. That was absolutely crazy to see. I remember the assist that I gave him uh, at Old Trafford, and he, I think he mentioned that. Where you know, all, we all say that strikers are selfish and they they just care about what they did and score the goal. And I remember when he scored that goal and uh, allowed us to, to to win that game, he went straight to the fans. But at the same time, he turned to me and he said, two or two or two, which means in Italian, pour toi, pour toi." He, he never forgot. He has never forgotten any teammates. He was always there for 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 us. I remember the first Christmas party that we had in, uh, in England because we had to play that we didn't go back to our family and he spent the Christmas with my family that I will I will always remember that uh, from Gianluca I lost him and when he became a coach because he had to take distance with us and that I was already sad because he couldn't be the same and that's that was natural and um, and uh, well I I feel well I feel awkward today I mean that, that's that's simple as simple as that I'm so sad so overwhelmed uh, because of the situation, because I I lost my father, he was 60. Now I lost a friend, he was 58. I'm 55. And I feel that um, I really have to enjoy my life, but today I cannot. Because I have Gianluca in my mind. I'm in London, and it was really randomly that I'm in London today. And I every time I go, anywhere I go, I, I see him because I spent the time with him in London. He was on his own when he signed, and I spent more time with him with, than with my ex-wife. That was crazy. We were always going everywhere, you know, together, having some good time, going to restaurants, of course, training and um, going partying in, on, in Covent Garden to play in some games. And I went back there today, and I said, well, my that guy is not there anymore, and that's so unfair. And uh, I think about his family, I think about his relatives and, and, and big friends, close friends. I mean, it's a nightmare to have lost uh, Gianluca today. I think a lot of people are feeling that, Frank. Craig, you, you mentioned, of course, it was the start of a, a very new era for Chelsea. But where, from where you were speaking, like, there never seemed to be an us and them divide in the locker room. No, apart from, well... There was one divide. It was, and 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 Steve will be well aware of this, uh, from his time in England at Liverpool. Was was there was us lot that went upstairs in the morning before training and sat in the canteen and had a cup of tea and a bacon roll <laughs> before training, and there was the Italian boys, including Luca who were in the gym at the training ground <laughs> doing the strength and conditioning work. And we would look at them and go, what the hell are you doing? And they'd look at us and say, how can they be doing this before training? And so 
it, there was a kind of, you know, it was definitely a cultural thing. And if anybody look, goes back to the Juventus days, when they were so successful, they're under Lippi and look at how the guys trained and how they spurred each other on. That was sort of mid-90s, sort of 95, 96. And that's what they brought to to the football club. Now, did it was it difficult for us to sort of comprehend that these guys were so professional? Yeah, it, it was. But in terms of the dressing room, the sense of humour, in fact, up until his passing, I think uh, Lucas still lived in London. He loved the British sense of humour. He integrated that in the dressing room. He, uh, as you know, I've told the story about when he first arrived, he could barely speak any English, and he learned his English from Dennis Wise, which <laughs> which, which meant having to apologise a lot for for terrible language. Uh, but but what but once he did that, his his use of the comical side of the the British language and the sense of humour that we have uh, really fitted in and the other side of the coin was the other passion that he got was golf now when the Italian boys came in to start with they didn't even know how to hold a golf club and by the end of it they were just playing golf 24-7 whenever they could in fact the last time I saw <laughs> Luca Viali I had a, I had a chance I bumped into him at Heathrow Airport, Dan. It'll be about 10 years ago now. Uh, and he was with a bunch of buddies of his. And I said to him, it was just by chance, I said, oh, I can't believe I bumped into you. So where are you going? He was going to South Africa on a golfing trip. That's how much he had got the bug. <laughs> These guys just loved to come in. They played golf. They integrated with all the guys. He was super about the place. I mean, I know when sometimes when people pass, you say, well, we have to make sure we say nice things because of it's a tragic day, and it is. But it really isn't difficult here because he was such a genuine individual. No matter what, never mind what he brought on the field. Gianluca about the dressing room was just a really, really nice guy. 58, as Frank said, is just... Just no age at all. Uh, Frank, before I, I let you go, just, just to end on the point that Craig was making at the start, just give us an insight into some of those conversations that you must have had uh, with Luca, with Zola as well, about uh, some of the lifestyle of the likes of, well, I don't know, Craig Burley. No, that was funny because while he was having a breakfast with the sausages and everything, you know, we were, we were at the gym stretching and we all shared, you know, and then his wife was trying to follow us. You know? <laughs> and we say to the to the captain, you know, we really have to work with those Scottish people, you know, because Steve Clark was there as well. The Welsh, you know, with Mark Hughes, and, uh, but also David Lee and all of the British people, you know, uh, upstairs. And he said, we have to work because we have to be successful. And I'm sure they're going to follow us if we keep on working like that. We knew what we, was, what we were doing. We knew why we were hired for. And that was because of, uh, of the professionalism that I that we Craig was referring to. Can I say something too? It changed my life too. In which way? <laughs> you have to guess. <laughs> you know, he changed my haircut. He told That's you to shave your head, yeah, Frank. <laughs> yeah, he, he shaved my head. You know, <laughs> I was ashamed to do that. My father didn't want me because he thought when he saw him in '93, he thought I was a leukemia. I had a leukemia. But in '96, when I signed, I had a whole, that horrible haircut. And Gianluca, two months after, you know, in the hotel room, they come over and he had a trimmer and he trimmed me. 
And he's been like since 96 that I'm like that, you know, and that's because of him, because I couldn't get, I didn't have the courage to do so because only skinheads and maybe Buddhas, <laughs> you know, uh, Buddhists would have, would have the, the guts, to, guts to do it. And I'm like Gianluca, so that's my tribute. And I don't have the choice, but that's my tribute. <laughs> I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for sharing your memories and, and putting a smile on our faces as we remember the time of Gianluca Viali, who, of course, passed away today at the age of 58. The FA Cup third round kicked off in Salah Old Trafford. Manchester United taking on Everton. United would take the lead very early on. Anthony making it 1-0 within the opening three minutes. Everton, though, would get back in the game ten minutes late. Incredible goalkeeping howler from David De Gea with gift Cody a equaliser. United, though, would retake the lead soon into the second half. Great work from Marcus Rashford had Cody would score an own goal. Everton thought they would make it 2-2. The ball in the back of the net thanks to substitute Calvert-Lewin. However, that would be disallowed because of an offside. Late on, Marcus Rashford would convert a penalty to see United win by three goals to one. Uh, for more on this game then, let's welcome in Don Hutchinson to the show. Uh, Don, when United opened the scoring early, you thought this could be real trouble for Everton. They did fight, but in the end, it's another defeat for the Toffees and another victory for United. Yeah, a little bit of context to the game. Um, I thought Everton tried in the second half. I thought they looked really good once the substitutions were made. They looked a little bit more aggressive going forward. They seemed to get confidence from still being in the game after the early goal, Dan. You're right. We, I think we're all sitting watching and thinking, my goodness me, this could be anything. Could be three, four, five, Everton in turmoil. Frank Lampard going to be in trouble, but his team reacted in the right way. Uh, they got back into the game. They were very unlucky with the VAR decision. It was offside, but it was very tight. The width of a boot and Everton are sitting at 2 2. All of a sudden, taking a draw, going back to Goodison Park, things could have been different. The third goal out of context was a tyrant defender, Ben Godfrey, chasing Garnacho back. That was a little bit of a mismatch in terms of one was you know, fit and strong and fresh, the other one was tyrant in the game. So I didn't think it was a result. That would put Frank any, under any more pressure, Dan. I, think, I don't think the Everton board will react off the back of the scoreline. I think they'll give him to Southampton and West Ham. Uh, Don's trying to put a lot of context into this game. From a Manchester United perspective, <laughs> this winning run just keeps going, Stevie. It was kind of as you were for United. Um, not particularly scintillating, but at the same time, they always look to step ahead mm -hmm. of Everton. And pretty much that's what they've been like. For, for most of what we've seen this season, they've kind of been a step ahead of the opposition. And when they've had to, they've been able to change gear and, and go on and win the game. Pretty much did that today. Of course, it does help when, you know, the goal, the goal that Evan get disallowed. People should understand, when we talk about half of the games in your head, it's not just about ability. That is the perfect example of having a football brain. Because when you're going for the return ball, the first thing in your head is, don't run offside. Right. But what does he do? He goes offside. It's just a complete and utter mental mistake. And it costs them a replay. Uh, talk to me about Marcus Rashford. Player with confidence. Best player on the pitch, is that fair enough today? Well, I think he's certainly the player that was most dangerous. And every time that he got the ball on that left-hand side, and now he got isolation with Coleman, it's something that... 
while Steve and I were watching the games, like, he's going to need some help. Come on, somebody come and help him out. Particularly when you're playing with uh, back five, essentially, if you're Everton. You have enough numbers to get that help across. If that help wasn't coming across, then Rashford was always going to have the space to beat Coleman. The change of pace, the confidence with which he's playing, the ability to put the chances away, in this case, the penalty kick. But I think beyond the penalty kick is the fact that Marcus Rashford was always dangerous today. On that left-hand side, but also in, in combination, also in build-up play. There was a lot of Marcus Rashford to like about today's performance, but I think there's been a lot to like about Marcus Rashford over the last month or so. What also was a lot to like about today, Don, is that they both put out strong sides. Yeah, great to see. Um, I thought Everton had to. Um, wasn't sure what, what Ten Hag was going to do with a big game coming up against City next. But he'd done the right thing. He played a strong side. It just What it does, Dan, it, it, it just keeps the momentum going. If they played a weaker side and Everton turned up and sneaked the draw or sneaked the win, it might just put a little dent in their confidence. But no, they get another home win. They go marching on. They go into the next round. They can go into that game with a bit more confidence, a little bit more confidence if they're not flying already. And I think for the Man United fans, when they're paying their money and they're turning up and seeing a strong side and a winning side, great on the terraces as well. So as a club... There's no drama about Manu at the moment. They're all they're, they're flying. They're all going in the same direction. So an entertaining start to quite the weekend here on ESPN+. Plus. Look at what we're offering over the next few days. In the FA Cup, it's Coventry against Wrexham, Liverpool against Wolves, City against Chelsea, and then on Monday, Oxford against Arsenal, and then two big La Liga games as well. Villarreal against Real Madrid. Ancelotti bringing back his big guns for that tie. Atletico Madrid taking on Barcelona on Sunday. Remember, Barca without Robert Lewandowski. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, meanwhile, um, news coming out of Liverpool today that Virgil van Dijk is out for at least a month. A stupid question will be asking, Don, how serious is this for Liverpool and the rest of the season? So how do I ask that without sounding stupid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't, because he obviously is going to be a miss. Uh, the only thing is, if you're trying to put a positive spin and some sort of positive playing card on it, he might need the rest. 
Um, it might be a good time for Canate to come in, who I think is the future of Liverpool. Him and Van Dijk as a partnership. I'm sure over the, over the coming seasons, that'll be, I think, Jurgen Klopp's preferred too. So with Joe Matip and Canate, even though it's a blow for Liverpool uh, and the player himself, it's not the end of the world, if that makes any sense, because they're two still very, very good centre-half. So, again, mentally, it might be good for him that he steps out of it and then comes back pretty fresh. I like Don and his, you know, glass half full uh, mentality, Stevie. Give him a break. These are the matches that he's most likely to miss. Listen, if Liverpool had been in the title race, yep. for example, it would have been a bigger blow, in my opinion. But you're in a race to the top four, that, aren't you? Well, as I said, had, had Liverpool been in better shape... I would have suggested it was a bigger blow. The fact is that Liverpool have been struggling, he's been struggling. And so, yes, it's, it's a blow that he's out, but it probably could be a lot worse. You know, he's going to miss maybe more than a month. Right. If somebody said he's going to miss six months for the rest of the season, then I think we'd be talking in different terms. But the fact is that he probably needs a break. He'll right. get that break. And Liverpool will, will have to... Well, they'll have to... They're going to miss that leadership, aren't they? Because he is quite kind of the vocal... Yeah, but as I said, that leadership hasn't been there right, right. now. So the fact is, is that now, instead of maybe Klopp waiting on him producing that leadership and him pulling things together and him tightening stuff up at the back, they're now going to have to concentrate on that part of the game. Uh, and so that means that they'll spend extra time on the, on the field, extra time on the training field, I should say. And so maybe they'll concentrate a little bit more in, in trying to protect the back four a little more than they have been. So, again, that's maybe a slightly positive spin. But the truth is, is that Virgil van Dijk has had a very difficult season by his standards. Yeah, average. And, and so I think Don makes a good point in that it, while it is a physical break and, and it allows him to heal up, I think just as important that it is a mental break that you can sort of sit back and evaluate how the season has gone and, and just kind of be able to process and digest the information because I think games were coming and coming and coming and coming and his performances were not improving like he was expecting they would improve. And when that's not happened naturally, all of a sudden you start chasing things and you start doubting yourself and you play without confidence, which is, and I know it's difficult to say this, but it's, it's clear to see that Virgin van Dijk has been playing without confidence. Maybe this allows him to just kind of take that mental break that pushes him forward whenever he gets healthy. Uh, Liverpool, of course, not in the title race, as Stevie mentioned. Arsenal have taken that role uh, to go up against Manchester City, and they are five points clear at the top of the table. Could have been seven, of course, if it wasn't for those drop points against Newcastle in that nil-nil draw. One of the big talking points in that game was, of course, Mikel Arteta furious with the officials in the 59th minute. They didn't give a penalty for the burn pool here on Gabriel. Now, it's interesting reading Dale Johnson's article. Uh, he is, of course, uh, our expert when it comes to the rules and looking at how things have been given over the past. says that they are very rarely given these sort of pools if they're not awarded initially. Like, is the clear and obvious thing seems to be... It doesn't be... make it right. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here all day and say, well, they're very rarely given, blah, yes. blah, blah. Yep. At the end of the day, that's all hocus-pocus. 
how somebody can sit and look at that and not say it's a foul right. isn't doing the job properly. And, and it's one thing, Dan, <laughs> if you're grabbing somebody over here, right? Yeah. Yes. This is not extended, it's okay. one thing. Yeah. But as, as Gabriel is pushing away <laughs> now, it's this <laughs> sort of thing going on. I mean, it's, it's, again, as I said, you're not doing your job. Right. And you can't, you can't, you can't possibly look at it any other way than you're not doing your job properly if you don't think Gabriel's getting impeded here. Don, you've mentioned a number of times now you and Howard Webb are best friends. He's, of course, come in uh, to sort <laughs> things out uh, with regards to VAR. Yeah. He's very reluctant, and you, you said that, for VAR to be taking a front seat in these sort of situations. Yeah. Well, Stevie said there, you're not doing your job. I'm thinking, oh, that must be me then, because I didn't think that was a penalty. Oh, wow. I thought the threshold was... No, I did. I thought if, it, if you had held it on for a little bit longer, which is like impossible to try and gauge like how, how long you hold it onto someone's shirt, I think the fact that Dan Bird took it off pretty quickly, I think, in, in, in how I read it or how I understand it, doesn't meet the threshold of a penalty. Now, that's what Howard Webb's also saying in terms of Look at he wants to be an art Ah, uh, no, I know, Stevie, the chest I know, of his, I know. The chest of his jersey is round his neck. <laughs> Please explain how maybe that it's happens. My, maybe it's my Newcastle United bias. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly thought, Come Stevie, on. I honestly thought another second. No, honestly, I honestly thought hand on heart. I thought another second, yeah, he's in trouble. I thought he got lucky. I thought he got lucky, don't get me wrong. But I sort of quite li like the fact that if, if this is how it's going to be and it's consistent from now to the end of the season, because I've seen so many little niggly tackles that have gone on in the last couple of weeks since Howard Webb's been in charge. And yeah, the game's Don, been different. so much better to watch. Don, that's different. I know it's different. If you're talking about niggly fouls, that's, that's different. Fouls, uh, you know. But to somebody to have the jersey almost ripped off the back, it's just, it's just wrong. You can't. can't but then Nicola Teta, Stevie... But then, Stevie, I, I commentated on the game and, and Arsenal fans thought Newcastle went over the top with their sort of bullying tactics. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was two committed sides. I thought it was a brilliant game of football. And there was a couple of penalty claims and Arteta called them scandalous. They weren't scandalous. I mean, if you think that one's a penalty, fine. Yeah, but but then there was a handball in the game that was flashed off yeah, someone's yeah. hand like a yard away. And Arteta <laughs> was getting carried away. He was getting nervy. He was getting jumpy. He was getting agitated. And I thought you went a little bit over the top. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the, Again. The last Doing person. this. Yeah. <laughs> Doing this. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. a foul. And, yeah, that's and, scandalous. Yeah, that's other, scandalous. The other, one, the other one, though, we are Teta. Oh. You, can't, you can't judge on it, anything Arteta says. Right. I mean, the guy from the first minute, I don't understand how somebody doesn't knock him out. Because <laughs> if you're standing and there's a guy <laughs> coaching the other team and carries on the way he does yes. from the first minute to the last minute, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just completely and utterly over the top. And actually what he's doing is he's putting the referees against them. So if it does come 50-50 or whatever, then they'll just go like that, custard pie, there you go. <laughs> How well. would you have dealt with someone like that when you were coaching? I have no idea. I couldn't. I just didn't listen to it. No? What would no. you have done? Well, Craig said tasered last week, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, tasers. Tasers were being offered for the fourth of Figgle. Yeah, fourth I'm, of I'm sorry it would be. Um, Don is back with us for extra time to answer your tweets. Be sure to check that hour over on our YouTube channel. Is he going to bring the threshold back with him? Or? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so scandalous it has been. Uh, be sure to check that out on ESPN FC over on YouTube. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, a couple of brilliant games coming up in La Liga. I promise you, there it is. Uh, Villarreal against Real Madrid. Start us off tomorrow morning. Great stuff. 9.45 Eastern. Uh, Be sure to join us for that tie. And then Sunday, from the Spanish capital, it's Atletico Madrid against Barcelona. All those games available on ESPN+. Um, Eden Hazard at the lovely time, isn't he? He was uh, he played in the well played is a is a loose term. He was on the pitch uh, for the uh, Real Madrid Copa del Rey tie. He has been an absolute disaster since they paid 150 million euros for him back in 2019. It's done, isn't it? And, and, and the, and the, the, the end is here. It's gone. It's beyond. Look at the, these are the stats, by the way, against Casareño. Uh-huh. This is a team that's in the fourth tier of Spanish football. Uh-huh. It, it just, I mean, look, I could be out there surely and do that. And make a one key pass? <laughs> I, I, I know, well, maybe not. Maybe let's not, let's not push it. But it, it's just been a disaster. This is Walter Mediciano, the uh, Casareño forward said. It was as if he didn't care. He didn't ask for it. He didn't want the ball. He didn't run. So, obviously, you're in a situation now. Is this a player who doesn't care? Or is this a player who is so devoid of any sort... Don, look at the camera. Any sort of confidence. <laughs> Stevie, that, that, that's it. You have to think that his head's all over the place. You know, the, to, to, to accuse a player of not caring is, is about as low as it gets as a professional. Really? Yeah, I mean, listen, you, there's one thing of playing badly and making mistakes and all of these things, but for people to talk about you as as that you don't care is kind of... It doesn't get much lower as a pro. I, I would suggest his head's all over the shop and he just... He just I don't know, what is it? See the, the wood for the trees? What's yeah, the tell? yeah, that's it, yeah. I, I, because he has... You don't play and do the things that he did in his career to all of a sudden not care. I, I'm sorry. He, he would have loved the adulation. He would love people patting him on the back. And as much as we all love that, we always take it harder when people are knocking us and saying how bad and how yeah. poor we are. So it has to be what's going on between his ears. He, he, he just absolutely must be all over the shop. It's got a different taste to Gareth Bale in some way, hasn't it? Bale obviously had a major impact when he came, and then as it went on, clearly, you know, his heart wasn't in it. Right. And you never hear teammates of In Hazard at Real Madrid 
saying anything negative about Eden Hazard. It's not like he has been an absent player that has gone and played golf, and so therefore teammates just cannot take him in. But they know full well that this is not, this is no longer the player that he once was. When you think of Eden Hazard, at his very best, his ability in 1v1 situations. And when you watch him play today, he never, ever takes players in 1v1 situations. In fact, he runs away from those situations and tries to go and combine in the middle, trying to get touches on the ball. For me, Eden Hazard, a long time ago, lost his confidence in realizing that that first step that he utilized for the most part of his career to be able to get away from people, once that step was gone, he doesn't know what to do with his game any longer and how to be impactful. He hasn't been able to transform his game and there is no confidence there for him to go and search. And beyond all of that, he never got off to a good start at Real Madrid because of his own doing, because he showed up out of shape, was always behind, was always playing catch up, injuries came around, confidence is gone, this player at the elite level it's not only gone today, has been gone for a while now. So unlikely he'll feature at all in Real Madrid class with Villarreal. Meanwhile, Barcelona are taking on Atletico Madrid, which is certainly the highlight of La Liga weekend. Take a look at how the Barca newspaper have things set. Of course, no Lewandowski and Sufati then uh, will play up front. Well, that is certainly according to Mundo Deportivo and Sport. He, of course, scored the winner in the Copa del Rey in injury time. Uh, are you happy with that, Ali? Does that make sense if it's Ansu Fati through the middle? I haven't seen any evidence from Ansu Fati to be the starter for Barcelona in any of those positions in the front three. While people may say, well, he scored the game winner in Copa del Rey against Intercity. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, if that's the standard, then uh, I suppose, yes, sure, play Ansu Fati through the middle. I love Ms. Ansu Fati, early days of Ansu Fati, but again, here's a player that hasn't quite recovered his best level just yet. And he's been given opportunities time and time again from Xavi and hasn't been able to deliver. I think it'll be Ferran Torres through the middle and not Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati may be coming on the left-hand side and maybe Dembele on the right. But given that Rafinha scored against Intercity as well, maybe he gets an opportunity on the right and Dembele on the left. I don't think Ansu Fati starts this match. Uh, one thing is for sure, though, Mateo Lajos will not be in oh. charge of this tie. Of course, the Spanish referee, who we've talked about far too much, really, for a ref. Remember, he was the man in charge of our Argentina against the Netherlands which just showed so many cards he was then in charge of Barca against Espanol which he lost control of and then this week midweek in the Copa del Rey San Pali was sent off uh, by the ref who just seems to be loved the centre of attention he will not uh, referee any of the matches Don how would you deal with a, with a referee like that? What, in terms of being a player? So, yeah as a player like, how do you deal with a referee who's just obsessed with it making it about himself? Ah, oh, Dan, there's been loads of them in the Premier League in the early 90s. There was, there was so many referees in the early 90s that you thought was all about them. And you tried to speak to them, they'd brush you off, they'd give you a look as if to say, don't talk to me, you're not important. And it used to really, really get under your skin. Players hate it. Players hate it because it's not about the referee. And then in the end, you just, you just got to leave them alone because otherwise you might say something in the heat of the moment that might get you in trouble, it might get you a yellow card, it might get you worse. Um, just going back to the Eden Hazard very quickly, Dan, I, I find it very sad when you look at players like him and Deli Ali at the moment who are struggling because 
If someone like Ali or Steve or myself sat them down as being ex-players and said to them, you're going to be sat here doing either what we're doing or you're going to be something doing something completely different. But as it stands, you've probably got two more years at the very top being a professional footballer. Snap out of it, man. Come on. I don't think he can. Do- I don't never- think he can. I just don't that's, think he has that's it. That's the problem. That's just, I don't think it's even a I mental know, that's, thing. It's a the, physical thing as well. He's just not where he, that's we the, expect him to be. That's the sad part because it looks like the fire in himself and Deli Ali's completely gone. And you look in their eyes and you, you want to sort of say to them, come on, like, we've been ex-pros. We know what it's like. If you offered Ali, But, Don, I don't think it makes... I don't think it, look, look I, I, I don't think... You, can, uh, you can't compare Deli Ali with Eden Hazard for a start. And he just, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just trying to set... The point, the point I'm trying to make is if, you, if, you, if an ex-pro sat down with him, and I'm sure Ancelotti's done it as a manager, he's, he's, he's an intelligent guy, and I'm sure other players inside the camp have done it, but you sort of want to say to him, like, your life's never going to be this good ever again. But do you, you not know, think it's, that he doesn't, be, it's not that he doesn't healthy. care, John? He just doesn't have it anymore. Maybe, maybe, but I don't see how, even though, I mean, listen, I was a player at the end, Dad, who was nowhere near Eden Hazard, but I struggled with injuries after my ACL. But I took injections, I took painkillers, I was desperate to be out there. Whether he doesn't show that desire or the fire's gone, that's another story, but I just find it really sad. He just doesn't have that step. Honestly, physically, in Hazard doesn't have that step. So he doesn't have like a plan B? Oh, yes. And so his plan B is to go and combine. His plan B is going to crowded areas. Now remember, you got to go back to Chelsea. When he was isolated and he's 1v1 and now he's got you and there's a little dip of the shoulder, he's gone. He was gone. There, there was nothing else to it. And he would do that every single time and you couldn't stop it. Now he doesn't even look for it. He doesn't go out wide. Even when he starts wide, he starts coming and drifting in, looking to combine with people. Now. Guys that combine with people in little five-yard passes, you can find those all over the place. You can find that player anywhere. Those guys that are able to just kind of I'll give, I'll give and go here, I want two there, I just play the ball backwards and sideways. That's not why Ian Hazard was brought to Real Madrid. He was brought to be an impactful player. He no longer is an impactful player at the elite level. Physically does not have it, and mentally it's been gone for a while. And you're Real Madrid. And you're Real Madrid. With the expectations, with the price tag, and with the fact that now you see, let's not forget, now you see, Vinicius doing the things that Eden Hazard was supposed to be doing. Rodrigo doing the things that Eden Hazard was supposed to be doing. And so there is no space for him to play. There is nowhere for him to fit into the field. And so therefore, whatever lack of confidence he has, it, that's only going to get worse. It, he, there is nowhere for Eden Hazard to go in Real Madrid other than out the door. Do you want to talk about referee or Hazard? No, Hazard. Ali and I, during the Everton United game, were talking about Coleman. Mm. How... I mean, it was a complete mismatch, one-on-one with Rashford. And when you're in that situation, and I've been in it, my legs had gone, you've got a young whippet running at you, and you back off. I used to back off so far, I was almost in the stand, <laughs> so they couldn't run past me. And when, that, when you start doing it as a defender... It's over. Right, there's no... There's no coming back from it. And it has to be the same for Hazard. When he realises he can't run past anybody anymore, he will do everything to avoid that situation. And those stats that we saw earlier has got that written all over it. He is avoiding doing anything. Because if he doesn't do anything, he can't do anything wrong. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, that's it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned, though, because we do something called Extra Time, uh, where we answer your tweets. Don back with us, Ali and Stevie as well. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you very much for your questions. Ali, I don't have them. Would you mind... Uh, oh, uh, you check- need my speed? Yeah, if you could check oh. it out. That'd be wonderful. Take your pace. Take wow. your pace. Uh, Don's with us as well. How are you, Don? Take your pace. I'm okay, mate, apart from being in the igloo. It's oh. absolutely freezing in here. Oh, dear. Um, now, Don, I've been told to bring up something that you said in early August. Uh-oh. I'm unaware of what this is. Yeah, might mate. be nice, might Ooh. be nasty. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Here it is. No idea. For Don, what's the percentage chance that Frank Lampard and <laughs> Steven Gerrard both get fired this season? Zero. <laughs> zilch. Ooh. Why? Zero. Why? Yeah, zilch. So the, yeah, so Frank's, Frank's, so Frank's a... Lampard's looking at the end of the season. Fired this, both of them getting fired this season. Well, no. Gerard started badly in that defeat against oh, Bournemouth. Actually, I think the chances of them both going is highly unlikely. Mm. That must have warmed the heart. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even find that, Don. That's got nothing wow. to do with me. Ah, it's good. It's good. It's all good. Ah, uh, yes. Good he says it. through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> do you text uh, your boy Frank any advice, Don? Uh, do you know what, Dan? I did drop him a little text yesterday. Wow! Oh. What did it? <laughs> what did it say? It said, "Frank, why do we get relegated and bring him back up?" Yeah. <laughs> what did it say, Don? Took a while. It took a while to come back. Was it blue ticked? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was good, mate. It just said thanks, appreciate it. You know, it's just one of them that you send someone, you know, he's gone for a bad time. Just saying stick in, keep grafting, sort of one of them. Oh, okay. uh, that was it. Kept it basic. Oh, okay. That's right. It's but, not but, a taking the Mickey one that we would send Stevie. <laughs> 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 yeah. or, or it wasn't the master plan of saying, you know, you'd be oh. better off going down. Oh. <laughs> down yeah. How much of Chelsea's dismal season can be blamed on injuries to key players? Is that their overriding problem? Oh. Percentage chance they shockingly finish top four. Oh, lots of bits and pieces in there. Let's start off with the injuries. Of course, the fullbacks, well known, obviously, <laughs> Chilwell out, James out as well. A big blow. Loads of them. Uh, Pulisic, mm. Kante, Mount, 
Loads of them. I think, I, think, I think the last count, I think, after last night was 10 or 11. Right. So uh, that obviously comes in, uh, into play. When I watch Chelsea these days, Dan, and I think it's over the last season or two, I don't see the ruthless Chelsea that I watched five or ten years ago where they would do anything to win a game. And they were, like, strong and battled hardy and you know like horrible to play against and whatever happens you're not going to beat them and even if they have a stinker they're going to get a point out of the game I watch Chelsea now and I think they're a little bit of a soft touch never thought I'd say that about Chelsea mm. a lot of injuries that's my insight alright <laughs> anyone down anyone down there? we talked about Chelsea a lot haven't we anyway moving on alright okay oh wait percentage chance they soccer finished top four Don I don't see it, Dan. Right. I mean, you'll, you might replay this again in a few months' time, but I don't see it. No, I think this, really is, much, this is much more sense. Yeah. Uh, it seems as far as, if anything, Rashford touches turns to gold. Has any other panellist ever went on a similar run of form where they could do no wrong? You mentioned this, Stevie, at the start of which season? Uh, you were top, I think it was 88. Top scorer in the league. I was top scorer in the league. Eight goals after a bit. Eight games or so. That must be brilliant, that feeling. Ah, it's great. You just... I mean, you just you don't even think you're not even thinking right you're just going out you're playing you're running around one twos get a chance always send a goal right bring it back to the halfway line get the game going again yeah yeah no it's fantastic great you just, you're just playing and knowing you there, there wouldn't be a point you sit back and go wow I'm top goal scorer at the moment in the league because that no well Hansen used to keep reminding me because he had a lot of testimonial do's on around that time okay so every Monday he'd be like right I've got a testimonial do Wednesday I need you there right oh because you were like the big name right well, just gonna, like we talk about testimonials a lot of people might not know what they are because they don't really exist anymore do they right. it's for players who played X amount of games with a certain club with one club right so if you if if you were if you were negotiating a contract and you'd been there seven years yeah. and you negotiated a three year or a four year deal well it was always three years back then that would take you to ten years which it, it was kind of a general thing that if you spent ten years at a team you would get a testimonial game and the testimonial would be where it would be a game against a, a friendly game where you would get the gate receipts correct there you go um, but then that was because up and probably up until about I would say about maybe well as soon as the Premier League started yes players didn't need testimonials well, they had the money then, yeah. because players players could finish playing and they wouldn't have to work yes whereas pre Premier League 9 percent of players when they finished had to do something else right they had to bring money in so yeah. that's why a testimonial was important to make money nowadays team nowadays they still have testimonials but the money just is put to charity yes. players will put it yeah, to charity you should have put yours to charity really Steve well, I wish I'd, I wish I was in the position that I could have done. Wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Penalty, didn't you, in your testament? I did. Mr. Penalty in my own testament. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Only> even close. <laughs> uh, Don, did you have a run of form where you just, everything was going brilliantly? Do you know what? Twice, Dan, when I first got in the Liverpool side, uh, I couldn't stop scoring. Like, I was playing with... Uh, Jan Mulby and Ronnie Whelan in the midfield three and I can remember I might have told you this story before the night before the game I'm thinking like what am I going to do because as a young you know a, a young lad you're not as confident you don't realise your sort of ability but you can run and I thought well I'm not as good as Jan Mulby on the ball because he's brilliant I'm not as good as Ronnie Whelan but I had great legs so I thought you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to run in the box every time they get on the ball I'm running in the box wide and I couldn't stop scoring and like Stevie said it's an unbelievable feeling when you turn up 
and then you go on the warm-up and you're at Anfield or away from home but more so Anfield and like you put the kit on you, you warm it up in front of the cop end and you're thinking I'm just going to score today like it's just no matter what I do it, the ball's just going to fall for me it's just going to be there I'm going to be in the right place I might get a ricochet but somehow it'll fall to me I mean my first goal for Liverpool is a great example of the worst strike in the world at the cop end versus Sheffield Wednesday and it's pouring down the rain and the ball gets sort of cleared, corner cup, uh, free kick gets put in, someone heads it out, it goes right in the air and I go for the beautiful, stylistically amazing volley and I shank it into the floor and it bounces 30 yards over Chris Wood, the Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper, cop end, win 1-0. Oh, those goals are tall like, sometimes it's in just, those <laughs> 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 just, It just works for you. They were big. Ali, run a form where it was just beautiful. It may have been 2008 with the Columbus crew where I began the season and I scored either in the f- four in the first five shots that I took on goal that season. Nice, or nice. Five in six, something like that. How many games did it take to get that? Those shots? Well, I didn't take many shots on goal. <laughs> <laughs> but I was effective. <laughs> uh, Don, what are the percentages for Liverpool finishing in the top four? Oh, that's horrible. I don't know. Um, I'd say about 25%, I think. 25%? Chelsea gone. Chelsea gone. So who are they fighting with? They're fighting with... Well, with United, Man, Spurs, Spurs Newcastle. Yeah, so so Arsenal and City away clear, first yeah. and second. Then Newcastle, Man United, Tottenham, Liverpool. OK, but you can't give them 25% each. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that makes 100, doesn't it? Yes, but they're, they're, yes, but they're... Oh, God, this can get confusing. No. Uh, they're fighting for two places. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, that's way above my... What would you say, old... Uh, smelly finger? You've got to go with uh, Man United. Right. Uh, and then, see, a Newcastle going to a Newcastle going to blow. Okay, what percentage Liverpool? Liverpool percentage. Yes. Oh my goodness. So if I'm going to give if I'm going to give Man United forty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't see Newcastle blowing it up. So we're saying Newcastle 100%, so then you can use Don's logic for that fourth place. No. Right. All right. No. I'm trying to help, Steve, because this is taking quite a long time. <laughs> but there's a lot of thought going into it. I'm trying to think. sure it's quite good television. Tottenham slightly ahead. Tottenham, no. Are they slightly no ahead chance, of Liverpool? Tottenham. I don't know, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Well, well, there we go. Five clear of Liverpool. Ah... <laughs> 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 Do you want to show everyone your finger while you're no, thinking? No, please. No, no. Stevie's got an infected finger. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's kit. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. bust. Oh, it's bust. Oh, no. It has its bust. I wonder. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I wondered what when that When did that happen? I don't know. Is that what that Dad. smell is? That, yeah. You know what? Yeah. 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 Oh, God! Oh, that is! That's what the smell oh, is! I wonder what oh. that smell was! No! Did you smell yes, it? Yes, like Dan, from the show! No! no. <laughs> Dan, can, 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 can you tell us what Stevie... 
Say Can again, you tell Tom? us how Stevie's been fixing it? Was it was it boiling water and bread? He's been putting his finger yeah, it's in. It's called a bread poultice. Stevie, do you want to go to the bathroom and sort yourself out? Oh, living oh, in the 1920s. Yeah, yeah, right. no, we'll carry on without you. It's no. beyond bathroom now. All right. Bread and water. I wonder what that smell was during yeah, the show. I smelled the smell. I, I told you. I well, that's what you were doing something yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right. Speaking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you don't get this little Sky or NBC. <laughs> cool. Oh my goodness. Now, hey, oh, days. We, hey we've, right. done, we've done some questionable things. Okay, should we, we, we jump? Th- this Stevie question goes to the next question, Pete, yeah? Oh, you want, well, he's not here, so I can't ask him, right? Yes. Don, if United can defeat Manchester City and Arsenal, what percentage chance of God do you give them of winning oh the league? Win in the league. Yes. I thought you were going to say top four. Oh. Uh, no. No. They're not winning the league. I mean, listen, if they beat City and, what was it, Arsenal? Uh, yes. Crikey, they'd be in some form. Yes. My goodness me, they'd be in some sort. They'd be in some form. No one gets it. No. No, can't see it. Oh, 20%. Don, oh. I know you're cold in the studio, but trust me, you have no, got no, the better no, option yeah. at the moment. What are you doing? What are you doing? You see what that is on? <laughs> you've been rubbing it the whole show. Yeah, but is that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes that's your bread. stuff. Oh, <laughs> man. Who is the favourite? Hey, new low. Who's new the favourite for the Champions League alley if you had to predict now? Stevie's finger. God, that smells. <laughs> yes, it does. it does. It smells like dog dust. <laughs> right, come on, let's try and get okay. some sort of modicum of professionalism back. <laughs> Champions League, who's going to win it, Ali? Uh, let's make it a perfect year for Lionel Messi. Uh, PSG? PSG. Okay. Don. Good. They're not winning it. No oh. chance. Right. All right. I have seen them. I have seen them so many times in the Champions League, and they are amazing going forward. But the three of them do not track back whatsoever. Okay. All right. Oh, so who is going to win, Don? Haven't. I mean, I'm, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm at. The, I'm at the sort of Champions League loop. It's Real Madrid, Liverpool next year. Yes. Real Madrid, Liverpool, PSG, Bayern, Milan, Spurs, Leipzig, City. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, was the first thing we said this year? Oh, we say that every year, Stevie. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, City. 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 Now, every time that Don says zero chance, yes. I think, given his track record, maybe you consider it okay. a possibility. I'm just saying. Uh, Stevie. What? Oh. Who's going to win the Champions League? Manchester. Right. Okay. Final question, Don. What is the percentage chance? Goodness, someone is. What is the percentage chance that Lampard stays as Everton coach until the end of the season? Oh, oh, oh gosh, low. It's got to be low. Your mate, low, low, your mate, Don. Low, low. Go ahead and text. I've already the done Stevie. I've already done Stevie G. <sighs> Do you know what? In my heart of hearts, Dan, I hope he stays on. Because it's not all down to these nine managers. It's not down to Koeman. It's not down to Ancelotti. It's not down to yes, David Yes, we know Moyes. you want it. No, 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 no we know. Silver. Yes, yes, Don, you can't. No, that's not it. I know. Look, we want to get out of the studio as I quickly know. as possible. Yeah, hurry up. I need to go to the uh, dogs. <laughs> You got more here, here we go. You got more chance of Frank Lampard staying in a job than Stevie saving his finger. Oh, okay. Right, give us a percentage, Tom. 
60. Oh, 50. He doesn't believe that. He doesn't. It's gone down in the last <laughs> yes, second. Yes. Oh, that is it. I, I really hope you weren't eating when you were oh, watching this. I'd like oh. to apologise. And if you are, me. stop. It, thank goodness they never invented smell-o-vision because oh. it would be an absolute oh. disaster. ESPN FC will be back. There is so much football tomorrow. Uh, if you're in the US, check Mule. us out on ESPN+. Plus. You can sit there and watch it all day. Some cracking ties for you. I wonder what that smell was. <laughs> Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fc, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash fc now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash fc.